Welcome to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I'm your host, Steve Copeland, and thank you for tuning in. Let's have a great day. Good morning, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. I hope you've had a wonderful week. Last week, we had the solar eclipse of the sun, and uh, I know a lot of people just really had a a wonderful time experiencing that and uh, I did as well so uh, we got past that I was gonna do a certain show this week but last week when I listened to Jeff Heiser's show on on um, eating humble pie the follow-up to his show the week before on climbing your mountain I got really really excited inspired and um, I called Jeff immediately after the show just to uh, connect with him on that because I don't get a chance to to talk to that many people that are at a level that I really want more of because it's so deep and meaningful and and he used the word several times in a show that he had had a life-changing experience and I wanted to share Jeff with y'all so I asked Jeff you know he's the producer of this show I'm on his network, talknetworkradio.com, and I just said, Jeff, could I interview you again on my show? When I first started last February, Jeff was my first interview to help launch Right Thinking with Steve Copeland, and uh, Jeff, Jeff said, yeah, and so uh, I've invited Jeff to be on the show today for a very specific reason. I want to share him with you, and also... I want more of what he's got, and, uh, and, and he's willing to give us that. So in a moment, I'm going to bring him on the show. He's, he's already called in, and um, I just, I just want to say thank you for last week when Dave Richards was my guest, and I think that was the sixth time that Dave and I were on there, and we talked on commitment, and I loved the show personally, and I hope that y'all get as much out of listening to the show as, as, as I do after, after the show's over. I, I try to stay at a place where every day I try to, to move forward with my life, to get closer to the Lord, and to, to just be a better person and help other people in that same journey. So I, I want to say thanks to Dave. Dave, people have responded to last week's show, and as I talked when I introduced you last week, my wife Donna, Oh, you delivered more than what she expected. She already loved you, but she loves you even more now. So, so thanks for helping me out there. And uh, so, right now, though, I would like to uh, to bring Jeff on the air. Jeff, are you there? I am here, Steve. I have to share with your your audience the the real story behind this because, see, Steve is a a, a karate guy, a martial arts guy. And he said, Jeff, I, I, I'd like you to be on my show. Oh, and by the way, I might be coming down to Florida. And I said, yeah, no problem. I'll be on your show, Steve. Because <laughs> I'm not really good at martial arts. <laughs> so, so here I am. So it's uh, one of those things. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. ask you a question that you can't refuse. <laughs> so, yeah. so here well, I am. Let, let me, let me, let, let me, let me <laughs> share this with people. Jeff has quite a personality and he jokes around. Jeff's training in the military is kind of more covert than me being upfront and uh, letting people know that I'm a martial arts master. One of the reasons that I share my martial arts uh, uh, openly is because I've been teaching at a YMCA for 45 years and I've had thousands of students, so it's kind of already out there. But I just want to caution everybody. You know, <laughs> if you're if you've got certain abilities and you're out there flaunting them and, and boasting about them and things like that, it's going to catch up with you. Uh, be more it like will. a guy like Jeff that's uh, the quiet type, you know, that just, uh, you know, he won't say much, but, uh, you know, you'll never know. You'll never know when, when, when it's, it's going to happen. Now, I'm just, we're just joking about that. Here, here's what I really want to say. That. Silent but Jeff, silent but deadly. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, th this is kind of in that same comic vein. There used to be a line I picked up from some someplace years ago that 
Revenge is best served mm -hmm. on a cold plate. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, we probably need to get into the real subject that we're here to talk about. Jeff, you've, you've, been, you've been an absolute godsend to me. When, when you brought me through this process starting in November when you interviewed me and then we got my show started in February, mentoring me and, and talking to me about certain things, you just were very encouraging to me, saying, well, Steve, you know, you need to maybe, you never offered and criticized me unless I asked, and I, I appreciate that, but I always asked, and um, I, I hope that I'm progressing. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I'm having some wonderful guests. But when you climb that mountain, what I wanted to really say here is, to my listeners, Jeff's show comes on at 8 o'clock in the morning on the same network as Talk Network Radio. And uh, I listen to his show every single morning that I broadcast. And the reason that I do that is, is because... It inspires me. It focuses me. It puts me right where I kind of want to be so that when I deliver my message, I, I do a better job of it. So many times I piggyback on what, what Jeff has already started that day. The last couple weeks, he has had a show where on, I can't remember the date, he'll tell us in a minute, but he climbed the second highest mountain in the United States in the 48 states, I think it was, and he'll give the details, but the point is, he had an experience, and, and it was more than what he signed up for. He trained for it, he was prepared for it, he, he looked forward to it, he did it with one of his sons, but something happened on that journey, and, and I, I, I'm a student, I read, I, I, I like this kind of stuff. I think it's Shackleford that is one of the one of the great uh, epic stories of mountain climbing and his journey. Uh, Jeff Heiser is, is doing the same thing that some of the greatest people that I've ever read about have done, to go out there and, and, and ask nature, Mother Nature, if I can be in your space for a while and, uh, and take care of me while I'm there. And so I'll get real specific and then turn it over to Jeff. I've, I've known going into this interview today that this is going to be one of the most interesting, rewarding experiences for me because Jeff's a professional. I want specifically to let each one of you meet Jeff and then go to his shows and start listening and be inspired like I do, but particularly the series that he's doing right now about climbing your mountain. Uh, there's so much there's so much depth to this series and we're fortunate to have Jeff be willing to share his stories today because he said in the first show he thinks there's a book that's going to come out of this experience because it's been so deep for him. And he's written other books, and uh, we'll bring all that out as the show goes on. So my purpose today is to introduce you to Jeff so that you can learn more about, become a follower of Jeff's uh, 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 messages and his show. So, Jeff, uh, that that's my Hello to the to the listeners about what we're trying to do today, and um, so what I would like you to do is share whatever you want to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, interrupt you from time to time when there's a point that you're making that I wanna 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 just go deeper into. But let me start this off just to kind of set a tone for today. My listeners know that I always try to go to some scripture just to honor the Lord as I start my show. I pray before every show as to as to to the Holy Spirit to give me the the words so that I can help other people know him better and and go further in their life. This is Psalm 121. And Jeff, if you haven't read this after your journey or before it, I think it's going to have some real meaning for you. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Jeff, every verse of that, I think about your last two shows. So 
Welcome aboard, Jeff. Whatever you'd like to talk about. <laughs> well, thanks, Steve. What you've said is actually very kind. It's obvious you don't know me well enough. <laughs> but um, it's, it is um, it, it's, um, it is about climbing mountains. And um, if, you, um, if you stop and think about life in general, everything that we do in life is, is basically climbing a mountain. And uh, it, it's, it's not necessarily a mountain like what I climbed, but it could be a mountain in your business. It could be a mountain in your life. It could be a mountain in your, um, in your relationships. It could be a mountain in your faith. There's all kinds of mountains that people need to climb. And what I realized over the years is that there there are there are what we call doers and shakers and then the people that like the comfort zone. And that's true to a point. And I realized when I climbed this late this mountain um last week, uh, I think it was August the ninth or tenth August the tenth. Um is that there's actually three types of people that I've uh, been able to identify in my lifetime. And I like to call them the parking, parking lot dwellers, the campers, or the tree liners, and then the climbers. Now, the, the parking lot dwellers are the ones that bring the people to the mountain and drop them off and say, have a good trip, have a good climb, have a good hike. You know, you'll be okay. I'll be waiting here for you. And it wouldn't even... The, the Little League moms their, and dads. Yeah, it wouldn't even cross their minds to even consider doing anything more than sitting in the car or sitting at home um, to, get, to get anything else out of their life. And they're comfortable where they're at. They're getting their paycheck once a week or twice a month or whatever it is. And as long as they're getting their paycheck, dang, man, they are just happy as can be. Then you have the campers or the tree liners, and I'll explain that in just a minute. Those are the people that they'll, they'll go with you part of the way, but, oh, man, if it gets too tough along the way, they're, they're just going to camp out. They're not going to go with you all the way. I'll wait right here for you while, while you go and you finish up what you got to do. And then you have the climbers, and those are the people that, regardless of what comes about, they're going up, and they're going to keep on going. So, so let, me, let me tell you how that worked out for us. Um, we got to the mountain. at uh, it's, It was Mount Elbert in uh, Colorado. It's the uh, second highest mountain in um, Colorado, uh, in the lower 48, first highest mountain in Colorado. And we got to the parking lot at 4.30 in the morning, and there were people uh, who had already gotten on the trail and people waiting for them in, the, uh, in their vehicles or, or sitting around in camp. And uh, we proceeded to hike. And when we got about to what we call the tree line, which is about 11,000 feet, 10,009, something like that, it began to rain. And then when it uh, was raining, it turned to hail. And then it turned to uh, snow. And there was about maybe 35 people that had huddled up in the tree line waiting for this to pass. My son and I, we got under a tree. I know some survival skills. We were able to stay pretty well dry and pretty well comfortable while this passed. And when it passed, those people that had walked four miles already, uh, decided that was it for them. And some of the people, it was their second or third time. And they turned around and just left. They just walked back down the, the mountain and that was it. We waited. The skies cleared and we proceeded and we kept going. We got about halfway up uh, the one ridge line and all these people were coming down the mountain. And we were asking them, you know, did they make it to the, oh, no, we didn't make it to the top. We're, we're turning back because the weather looks like it might change. And we're looking at the weather, and yeah, there's storms out on, the, uh, on both sides, north and south of the mountain. But it was like splitting a mountain. 
and these people proceeded to go down and I call them the tree, the tree liners. And then there was my son and my, me and maybe two or three other people that continued to climb. And we got to about the first fall summit and the storm rolled in and blasted us with snow, 60 mile an hour winds. And we were huddled up in a rock with a tarp over us, a poncho. And when it got done, we continued on. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because there was a point where everything in my mind kind of went blank. And I just knew that this is what I was going to do today and nothing was going to stop me. And Mother Nature seemed to agree with me that um, at some point she was going to let me uh, go and finish this mountain. Now, you got to understand about this mountain, there's two false summits. So you think you get to the top and then you turn and you look and there's the next summit, which is the false summit. And you get to that one and then you, you think, oh man, I finally made it to the top. And then you turn and you look again and there is the real summit. Another about 900 to 1,000 foot climb. And then when you get to that top, I literally just sat down and uh, cried. And I cried because um, it was something that um, was very difficult for me to do. It was the most mentally and physically challenging thing I've ever done. See, I had hurt my leg on the way up. I've got a bad, really bad knees. And my one knee, I, I twisted it coming up. And I didn't tell my son. He realized after we got past the uh, what we call the point of no return that uh, I was hurt. And I continued to climb. And uh, sometimes in life, that's what you have to do. You know, in business, the things that you talk about, sometimes, um, you know, there's a lot of things that come at you that are really, really bad or really hard that you just have to overcome. And if you can't overcome them, you're not going to succeed. And the reason I would say 99% of the time, 99.9% of the time, the reason why you can't overcome them is because you turn back because of the weather. The weather is just too tough for you. It just, you know, it would have been easy for me to say, yeah, we didn't make it to the top because uh, the weather came in and we didn't want to. Uh, get caught up in the weather and it's a true statement because in Colorado if you get caught on a mountain in a thunderstorm you're you're most likely going to get hit by lightning you'll hear the rocks start popping and what have you and uh, so it's easy to say yeah I turned back because of because of uh, the weather it's really hard to say I turned back because of my knee I turned back because I couldn't take the the, the, the pain. I turned back because it got too hard. I turned back because the air got too thin for me. See what I'm saying, Steve? Can I ask you a question about that? Sure. Yeah, I, I do see what you're saying. Jeff, I think you, you might know this, but you're in a, a very small percentage of people that understand yourself well enough to push your limits and go beyond and that you're willing to do that. That's kind of what this whole conversation is about right now is that you have clearly demonstrated the type of person, the type of man that you are. And, and, you know, I've been doing shows for seven or eight months now and we talk about many characteristics of winners and, uh, and it's, it's good to be around. I've already said that in my introduction that I respect you for that. You're, you're doing many things with your life, Jeff, that go beyond an average, everyday type of person that has very small goals in life. And so what I want to ask you before you go, go further, because I said, I said that a lot that you said on those two shows really, really, uh, I wanted to go deeper. Jeff, not everybody has what you have. And, and this is one of those things where, hey, if we want to go commercial here, could we bottle that personality, that trait, those traits that you have, 
those things that make you who you are so that people that are lacking the confidence, people that are lacking the, the discipline, the drive, can, can swallow something from a bottle and then start to have that. In other words, in life, a lot of people want things that, that their, their role models, their heroes have that they, they want to emulate those people. And so don't, don't let, you're not going to let this go to your head. I have an expression called beyond ego that I came up with <laughs> no. 40 years ago. That When you've got something, you know, you don't got to be ashamed of it. And so here's what I want to say to you. I want to, I'll give you a, 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 did you hear that? I couldn't say it. I, I'll, I'll break it down. I'm going to give you a two-part question. First of all, I want to, to ask you, why do you keep doing these kind of things and uh, articulate that for us? And the second part is, for those that want what you have, let's, let's give them the clue, the key to where they can start. And here's the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you because this is, your, I know, I, I just can't wait to hear your response on some of this. On your show, you talk about taking the first step and that each one of us has within us greatness. Well, I want to say this to you. I believe, and I, I, I listen to Napoleon Hill, the original Napoleon Hill tapes and things daily right now, and, and Jim Stovall and other people that I really, really want to learn more from. 98% to 100%, according to Napoleon Hill, the greatest of them all in the thought people, says that people have these fears and that they don't really know how to do things. People are afraid of greatness. And in our world, if you are a person that's strong and you're doing a lot of things, most people think that you're some kind of egomaniac and why are you trying to do this and what's your point? You know, are you doing this for self-gratification or pleasure or what? And so people are afraid of greatness, but people like you that experience greatness and, and go beyond your limits and keep broadening those limits and get to the next horizon, climb the next mountain so you can get to the one beyond that. People need people like you, and that's why you do what you do. I know to, to motivate people and inspire people. That's your goal. So let's take that whole thing I just threw at you. It's kind of deep. I know that. But talk about the fear that people have of greatness and, and, and how you're you're approaching it so that you can pass it on to other people and just how far are you going to go with climbing mountains? Well, well, first off, it, it's, it's nothing special. Um, everybody has the ability to do what everybody else has the ability to do. It's, it's in your mind that stops you at some point in your life. People told you you weren't good enough for whatever it is and you believed it. Okay, so um, the, the other thing is I don't compete with anybody. I compete only with myself, and that's it. I don't care what <laughs> other people are doing. I got I to interrupt I, you on that. I got to stop sure. you, Jeff. There's a delay on here, so it's hard to interrupt you. I want everybody to, to hear what Jeff just said, please. See, that's the secret. I know that from many others, it, and I'm trying to tap into it deeper myself. Don't compete with anybody else. Don't keep up with the Joneses. Just look no. at yourself, start at your starting point, and decide that you are going to move forward. Right. I mean, that's, that's it. Uh, you know, there was a point when we, when we uh, started the mountain climb, okay, there's a box, and it's at the trailhead. And in my mind, I stood there, and there was this imaginary line, and I said to myself, just take the step because even up to that point yeah I, you know i was i'm a big bad um i don't want to say i'm a big bad butt <laughs> so and you know I, I don't believe that i can be beat at a lot of things and at that point i even had it in my head that i don't know man this is going to be tough and do I take this step? And I stepped over the line. And when I stepped over that imaginary line, now I'm on the trail. And now I'm going to march that trail until I finish it. But the, the, the thing, let me go back to about competing. You don't compete with anybody. You really, sh if you are, stop. Because it doesn't matter. Okay? You're not that person. 
it doesn't matter how far you go or they go. It only matters to you what you're doing with yourself. And why, why I say that is if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing, nobody's stopping you but you. Not the person that said you can't do it. It's you that's stopping you. And I hope people understand that. You should be competing with nobody but yourself. The other thing is, I don't care what people think about me <laughs> or say about me. I really don't. And that's almost a, a, it could be a flaw, but I don't see it as that because I, you know, it's their opinion. And I know in myself what my opinion is. And as long as you have a good, strong opinion of yourself, which you should, and if you don't, that is where you got to start. You're not a loser. Yeah. You, you're, you're only a loser because you're, you don't want to start and that's what you're believing about yourself. But, uh, but think about it like this. What if you never climbed a mountain and you decided, well, I'm going to try to climb the mountain and you started climbing the mountain, but you only got halfway. How many people do you think would have even tried that to go halfway? But you know, if you, if you just sat back in the parking lot or sat back in your living room, you'd have never known what your capabilities were up to that point because you didn't try because you believed that you couldn't that's, do it. Jeff, I mean, that's good. That's, you know, that's what it comes down to. Let me tell you one other you thing. You raised about, your kids, uh, Jeff. Okay, go. Let me tell you one other thing. I, I'll tell you uh, two stories um, real short. One is about an NFL player. And the NFL player I interviewed on my show, and he told me about he wanted to be accepted so badly by the fans, by the team, and recognized that he basically lost all of his money. He wound up in jail. He wound up in jail on his knees, and he lost everything. Everything. Because he was concerned about what people thought about him and he wanted to be accepted the only person the only person you need to be worrying about who accepts you is yourself you have to accept yourself first otherwise nobody else will accept you the other person is daryl strawberry he's a friend and daryl strawberry tells a story that when he was a rookie the very first time he goes on the plane there's three of the top names on the mets team sitting in the front row says we have a we have a present for you rookie back in the in the in the head he goes back there and there's lines of cocaine and he wanted to be accepted so badly by the team and recognized as a team member that he did those lines of cocaine and we all know what happened as a result yes he got four <clears throat> excuse me four um world series rings but he also lost everything in the process so it, it, the 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 thing to these stories is the only person that you have to be concerned with is yourself you shouldn't be worried about what other people are saying or thinking and you should be looking at your mountains and saying which mountain am i going to am i going to attack today Maybe it's your bills, like you talk about all the time. Maybe it's it's going to get a job, but you know it's easy to sit and watch you know TV all day long and not go get the job. You don't have to get dressed up. You don't have to take a shower. You don't have to shave. You don't have to do a lot of things. Hey, that was easy. I don't need to do that, and I'm getting by. You know, hey, why why do I need to do that, right? So it's 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 a big thing about uh, competing with yourself and it's John Maxwell told me very early on when I when I first met him we were standing there talking and he tells everybody this what people say or think about you is none of your business because it's there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> so why worry about it yeah that's that's deep so let's let's take Jeff Heiser 35 years ago. 
Um, oh. We all know certain personalities. <laughs> I can't believe you went back no, there. No. <laughs> uh, well, I only went back there so you can give some advice to similar strong personalities that, let, let, let's say this, as, as, as we all grow up, mature and so forth, we have a lot of strengths in our personalities that sometimes they're not in balance. They become a little too far out there. Other people look at you and, uh, hey, these people could care less what other people say because they might have a certain strong strong ego that's way beyond their peers at a certain age. The, the 21-year-old that's really got it together, but he doesn't have enough for other people in his life yet. And he's, and he's so concerned with his own development. And, and that can be a great thing if he tempers it and he gets it more into balance. So I, I know some people, and there's a lot of uh, military types that are recruited specifically because they've got a strong, strong desire to achieve, to, to do the mission at hand. And maybe they're unidimensional where they don't have enough of the other parts of their life developed yet, which come with maturity and, and a little bit of age and acquired wisdom. So what would some of your advice be to some people that have it in them and they've got in their personalities certain parts that are very, very good, well-defined, that are, that are worthwhile, necessary, but they don't have the other parts developed yet? And, and if they don't be careful, they could go too far into a world of egotism and conceit. That's a... <clears throat> That's a big question, Steve. Um, so, 35 years ago, um, actually, in uh, 1979, I, I was, um, I, I, I realized at that time that um, life is, is, can be very short, and um, I lost two friends in terrorist attack that day, and nine others were wounded. And for a very long time, I blamed myself because, you know, um, the ego piece of it. I felt guilty because I should have been on the bus and not them. And it um, it it was a it was a an extreme spiral of my life, and it went on until 1993. And um, I suffer from PTSD, and uh, I'm I'm actually working it <clears throat> pretty good now. Um, now that I've studied a lot about the brain and about the mind, there's certain things that I can literally just shut off and and shut out. But what happened in 1993 was I sat on the edge of my bed and basically had a choice to make. I was either I was either going to have to make some changes and be very intentional about those changes or I was going to end my life. And I decided, <clears throat> excuse me, to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just a second, just a second. <clears throat> I decided to um, get some help and uh, change my life and, um, you know, had uh, had a drinking problem that, um, required medication to to stop drinking haven't drank since 1993 and i had to change my whole outlook about things now that that doesn't mean that i didn't remain being a very angry tough guy and uh, i did for a long time and had to work at that and when you are um when you go to levels like myself and um several of my very close friends it's hard sometimes to turn back that that um, that mentality that um, you, you you never give in, never give up, uh, never surrender type mentality because it doesn't just happen in the military. When you get out and you're in the civilian world, that that follows you, and um, sometimes that can be very detrimental. It was very detrimental to me. I I never lost my job. I never. Um, failed on my job. I never was uh, DUI'd, none of that. I was um, very, uh, very uh, successful in, in continuing to function. The problem was in my mind, I, I, I was going down and I was going down fast. 
but in 1993, when I finally got some help and several years later, I started to realize that, you know, I, I controlled everything that was going on in my head, just like everybody else. And if I can control it, that means I can uh, say what goes on and what doesn't go on in my head. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. Um, and, you know, it's, it takes a lot to walk away from something that you would have engaged in uh, prior to changing your thought process. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Do you want to, you want to keep going or you want me to pick up on it? Yeah, you can pick up on it. It's um, sometimes it's hard to talk about still. And uh, you know um, <clears throat> what I would say to, to um, young people and older people out there, it's, it's a difficult process. Life, life is, is, is not necessarily meant to be easy. And if you think it's easy, uh, then you're not living. It's that simple. <laughs> I mean, if you think life is easy, you aren't living baby <laughs> because there's nothing easy to, to live in. Um, you know, I've been challenged all along. Uh, I went into the military to be a Navy SEAL. I got disqualified because of injuries. I, um, lost friends in terrorist attacks and suffer from, from that. I got out. I went to work in a chemical plant. I was burned 40% of my body, spent time in a burn unit for a couple of weeks and still suffer with the scar, the scarring and what have you. But that did not stop me. And that's what I'm trying to get this point across to people in the things that I do. Those things should not stop you. They should be learning experiences but they shouldn't stop you in your tracks. And it, 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 those things do stop people in their tracks. They, they, they use it as their excuse, they, the weather excuse. It's like, ah, man, it's just too hard to go on. I can't do this. I'm going to take, uh, you know, welfare. I'll take uh, WIC. I'll do this. I'll do that. But I ain't, I'm not working anymore. You're just copping out. That's it. <laughs> I want to I want to bring the listeners in for a minute here to let them understand something that's been happening for the last 10 or 15 minutes. People that have achieved greatness, that have gone through incredible hardships, they do not talk about their hardships as if they need a handout or they need mercy from someone unless they're asked to explain it to help others. That, that's kind of a fundamental that I've seen with, with the great people that are out there. Uh, I listened to an interview the other day with uh, Jim Stovall and Tom Tutal Cunningham. And uh, you'll have to check those guys out if you don't already know them. I'm not going to go too far into that right now. But they talked about that. They had some incredible uh, hardships in their lives. But they don't see them as hardships. They see them as a chance to uh, to develop some of their other other parts that they can uh, can move forward with. They have advantages to these things, and uh, and if you learn to look at your life like that, then you can make more out of your life than what you thought you ever could if you're going to just stop and get into the pity party. But one of the answers to the questions that I've been probing for for a long time. And I've asked Jeff today, and he's pretty much answered it, but it might not be clear to some of us. Those that are going through hardships, and you've just heard Jeff share a little bit about some of his lifelong hardships, they face it every single day. They don't expect that, that it's going to go away just because they want it to go away. We have to deal with things. We have to accept things. And, and the reason that, that people like Jeff are on shows like this is because they will inspire you if you take the time to look at yourself in the same way that men like Jeff look at themselves, to this acceptance that I'm talking about, to where you can't cry about it, you just got to move on with it. Uh, to lighten it up a little bit, which is necessary sometimes, uh, <laughs> Thank Jeff you. was in the military. <laughs> yeah, I'll come out of that. So uh, the song, Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong, Jennifer Warrens and Joe Cocker. What a song for, for, for all of you that have never seen Officer and a Gentleman, Richard Gere, uh, Deborah Winger. Uh, the lyrics go like this. 
Uh, who knows what tomorrow brings? In a world, few hearts survive. All I know is the way I feel. When it's real, I keep it alive. The road is long. There are mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. Love lift us up where we belong, where the eagles cry on a mountain high. Love lift us up where we belong, far from the world below, up where the clear winds blow. Some hang on to used to be, live their lives looking behind. All we have is here and now, all our lives out there to find. There's more to the song. So I encourage everyone listening to take a moment to, to Google that song and, and listen to it. Yeah, Joe Cocker is one of my all-time favorites. But, but these lyrics, there's a message in these lyrics. And, and what I'm here to tell you is if we got another 10 minutes, but what I'm here to tell you is, is that people like Jeff, and if some of you think I'm kissing up to Jeff, I'm not. I'm showing my appreciation to you a friend. You better not be. And, and <laughs> no, I'm not kissing up to you. And, and, and the point is this. People do not know how to take a compliment sometimes. I live in a world where if I recognize something, I want to talk about it. I want to share it. I want to build people up. But here's the thing. The best that people that have a story, Jeff has a story. He has many stories. His stories go deep is the example that he sets. And that's where I want to transition this now. I think I've brought Jeff onto the show and shared him with you all the way I said I was. Jeff has done many things with his life. He's got the Talk Network Radio. He's got a production company called Media Fish Productions. He's got a Connect 10 magazine that's out there. Talk, talk, uh, is it talknetworkradio.com, Jeff? Is that correct? You're, Okay. That, Please that do. song that you that song that you uh, you gave is um, is actually a um, it, it brought a, a memory back. You know, I was out in uh, Spokane, Washington, and I was giving a a, a talk out there, and um, there was a young man in there that had lost uh, both of his arms from the elbow down uh, in a combine accident, and. Um, I noticed he had come in late and uh, he was he was sitting at the back. He was rather distraught, but uh, gave my my talk and what have you. Um, about two months later, I was at a place uh, called Pocatella, and um, I noticed this this guy, this young man, was sitting in the back of the room. So after the uh, after the the talk, I went back there and I said, "Hey, you know." Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm good, but I'm not that good that you need to come back and, and you know, hear it a second time. And he says, no, you don't, you don't understand. Okay. You don't understand. When I saw, when I came in in, in, in Spokane, I had come to Spokane um, to end my life. And when I heard what you had to say, I decided it wasn't what I needed to do. And, um, I've gone and I've got myself some help and uh, I just wanted to come and, and, and say thank you to you. And, um, you know, those are the kind of things that um, your life stories can do in, in helping people. And I, I just wanted to bring that point that that song brought it to my head. Oh, I'm glad I could do that. Uh, yeah. So the answer to what I'm trying to find for myself is the people that, you come across that inspire you, learn more from them, look at the example they've set with their lives, and try to try to go in that direction yourself because there's no reason why you can't. I, I want to I share this with you. We've got a little less than five minutes left, Jeff, just so we know. Uh, usually I worry about my time frame, but I'll bet you if I go a little bit over time today, my producer's going to allow it, especially since we're talking about him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll stick to the time frame. Uh, I want to I come back to something here, and that is Jeff has got a new Internet site that I joined last night. Jeff, I, I checked out, uh, uh, I think, different. And uh, so if you – a differently. Uh, you know, if you'll give them the, the website real quick, then I'll talk about it, please.
R-E-Y-H-E-I-S-E-R.com. And uh, that came about because uh, a discussion with my wife. And um, she says uh, she says a lot of the times, well, I think differently about that. And we were in a discussion, and I got to use it on her. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start something about that because that is the way I've been thinking all, almost all my life. I think differently about things. I think everything is possible, that there is nothing that you can't achieve if you set your head, your, your head to it. So that's the way it came about. Okay. Well, I joined that last night. He's offered it on his, on his show that if you go there, there's courses that you can take that are actually uh, sold in the past. And he's got many, many self-improvement development courses on there. And so I joined last night just to take a look at the site. And one of the modules that I looked at is called brainstorming. And it talks about in business and in life, uh, you've got to really brainstorm. And the whole concept of brainstorming is, is to take a thought and, and look at it every way there is, get out of the box, look at it from every angle possible, and figure out a way to, uh, to take the best of what you see and put it into action. And there's kind of a synergy in the business world, but you can apply this to your personal life. So I just want to encourage everybody to uh, check out some of these things that Jeff's contributing. And I'll sum up most of what we're done today and, and bring it to a close uh, with a few things that I want to end with. Can I, and can I say one other thing? There's, let me, let me say yeah, one other thing. we got three more minutes. Sure. Please do. Yeah, you know, uh, people have asked me, well, why, why did you climb that mountain, Jeff? And it wasn't an ego thing. It wasn't a I'll show it thing. It was, I believe in mental toughness. And I believe it to a degree that I was willing to um, put it to the test. And that's what this was all about, was if you are mentally tough, you can achieve anything that you set your mind out to achieve in your life. You have to have motivation. You have to have confidence. You have to have focus. You have to have composure and you have to have resilience. If you don't have those things, you need to work on those things because nothing else matters in your life unless you are mentally tough, meaning that you can deal with yourself, that you can deal with what other people think about you by turning it off, and that you can uh, uh, attack your mountains and achieve them. Thank you. One, one thing I want to contribute to that is you've got to ultimately be honest with yourself. That's deep down, that's deep down in there. And, and you can't, you know, what do they used to say about, you know, you can fool some of the people some of the time or whatever, you know. The point is this. You can go through life and trying to put a, a false persona out there on people because you don't want them to know who you really are. But one day... You might wake up and realize that you don't know who you are yourself and that all this game plan you've been doing with the image and the world out there, it, it's, not, it's not real. And so I encourage you to take a hard look at yourself, and I want to I offer this. I'm there for you. Right Thinking Foundation is there for you. R-I-G-H-T-T-H-I-N-K dot O-R-G. Jeff Heiser is there for you. Jim Stovall is there for you. The Napoleon Hill Foundation is there for you. Dave Richards is there for you. There's many, many people there for you. Jeff, i got to say one thing. On the mountain, you said in the first interview that nobody really cares when you started to put the kibosh on Facebook, which I totally endorse. But, Jeff, I want to tell you... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I want to tell you, that's not true, Jeff. I apologize for disagreeing with you, but no, the Lord cares about you. He loves you, and you have many, many people that you don't even know, and I'm one of them, that care about you. So you're not operating in a vacuum, and I, don't, I want you to always know that, that even if you get to where you think, I, I know what you're saying. I know you know people care about you, and so I'm just clarifying something here and letting you know that when you're a good person and you're a person that does for others and you're a servant for others, people do care about you. You don't even know sometimes who they are, but they do. So it's okay if you're going through some suffering and some struggles and you're weak to go into a safety net for a short time. Reach out to those that are offering. And that's the humble pie that Jeff was talking about. So surround yourself with a positive network of people that do care 
and, and do your part and go to the Lord. And I just kind of want to end it, and then I'll let Jeff say goodbye. Uh, we're talking about mountains uh, in Jeff's mountain climbing here. And so a person in my mind that's biblical that is a very serious person that went up on a mountain, uh, Jesus went up on the mountain of transfiguration, of course. But Moses, when he went up on Mount Sinai, and God gave him the Ten Commandments. And he had an experience up there. And it's in Exodus 33, 17 to 23. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, that's Moses, please show me your glory. Then he, the Lord, said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and you will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Remember this. Sometimes what we're all looking for, you cannot physically see, but it's there. And so that's the thought I want to leave you with. And Jeff, I'll, I'll give you a chance to say the last word and sign off as I thank you for being on today's show. Actually, Steve, that's what I meant by um, uh, saying about I, I, I don't care about Facebook. It doesn't matter how many Facebook followers you have. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't. What you just said is what it comes down to. It's, it, it, it just, um, you, you've got to believe in yourself and you got to move yourself. And uh, it doesn't matter how many people um, follow you it, it 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 just doesn't if you don't believe in yourself <laughs> so what <laughs> anyways thank you so much for having me on the show today it was uh, really good and uh, I, I know it sent, it's it, it kind of bounced around a little bit but uh you know there's a you asked a lot of deep questions and uh you're getting really good at at doing that so uh thank you for having me on the show Jeff, thank you for sharing what you did with, with the audience, the listeners today, and, and I appreciate you so much, and God bless. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I look forward to being with you again next week, and remember, don't quit. Plan ahead. It will get better. God bless you, and have a great week.